You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Good morning. Well, hello and good morning from the Revival Now studio here in Marysville, Ohio. Pastors Richard and Donna here with you this morning. Coming at you live. Hey, Happy New Year, too, by the way. Hope you had a great New Year with family and friends celebrating what is to come. Amen. We know we're excited for 2022. We are very excited for 2022. The Lord is going to do great things in the Marriage Minute Ministry, great things in Revival Now. Things are just shaping up. Um, We're in a 21-day fast here. The Revival Now team, uh, the communities, our partners and friends, um, we are deep into it. We're deep. Yeah, and so we're really excited to just wait upon the Lord, be still before Him, and just see what He is going to unfold for us this year. Yeah, I mean, this isn't really, uh, I guess, pertinent so much to the marriage minute, but just so that you know, I mean, our ministry this past year um, saw 23,211 souls saved uh, for the kingdom of God. So. Amen. The kingdom of God is expanding uh, mightily under this ministry, and we've got a goal this year for 50,000 souls. That's right. So um, anyway, just to plug that a little bit so that you know that we're a ministry that is after souls. We're after, specifically in our broadcast, we're after marriages. We want to see marriages impacted and changed, uh, moving in a positive, healthy, biblical direction. Amen. And Pastor Richard and I, we are fasting for marriages Yes. For your marriages specifically, for those of you that are joining us and can hear us and are joining us on our um, podcast as well, that kicked off yesterday. Our first podcast came out, yep. and we're just super excited for that, and we are just ready to go, run with fire right. in 2022. Let me just mention about the podcast. Um <clears throat> You know, we said we were going to take questions from people, and we have, and we do have those. And uh, next week's episode will actually address one of those questions. But what we felt like we needed to do for that first podcast was um, we, we didn't replay, if you will, our our first live stream episode, but we we just did another take on it. Um, and we really wanted to lay the foundation, you know, because we may have different viewership or, you know, listeners for the podcast, we really want to lay the foundation for the legacy of why we're wanting to do Marriage Minute. That's right. And how we want to see um, couples impacted, families impacted, generations impacted. That's so right. that was really our foundational first uh, podcast episode that was that came out yesterday. And then uh, we'll be getting into answering questions uh, next Tuesday. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So last week, um, we talked about speaking to each other in healthy ways. Yes. And we actually did a little bit of a role play. That was fun. That was fun. Silly, yeah. but fun. Yeah. You know, got to loosen up around things here right. a bit. How, so. how to speak, you know, properly to one another. Mm-hmm. That's always good. Yeah. yeah. Respectfully, mm-hmm. uh, clear, honest, and timely. Yes. Um, I know I myself have been uh, practicing those skills with you mm-hmm. um, as well, because I realized even in uh, where we're at in our marriage and all the things that we've been through and learned and gained through the years, you know, you're just never done. You you can always go deeper. You can always get stronger in those skills and it just blesses your marriage. We always need reminders. Um, I do. I mean, you know, all of us, we get busy in life. We, we have our to-do lists. We have our daily schedules. We have our children that we are tending to. Um, just all of those things that, uh, that make up doing life, um, and, and our daily routines. And so it's good to have reminders It is about how we should communicate with each other. This has been a, the 
the live broadcast we've done in the ministry that we've started has been a great reminder and practice for us. <clears throat> so this week, um, it's yeah, part, one, part week? one of, of two. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about fighting fair in conflict. So mm-hmm. um, there is just a lot to gain and to learn uh, from someone who's walked through um, the trenches together in right. trying to communicate well. And most of us would agree, I know you and I would agree, most of us are very poor in conflict resolution. Why is that? And one of the reasons is because we develop those bad habits, if you will, early on. We we take into ourselves mm-hmm. unhealthy skills, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, They're learned. Learned behaviors mm-hmm. um, in how to communicate, whether it's conflict or not conflict, uh, resolution or just chatting, how to communicate. So... You know, if if I can say this, the sure. simple the simple, I guess, uh, explanation is, is that we repeat what we see. We do. Um, so because we don't know any better. We don't know any yeah, better. That's you just know, what we've it's, learned. It's really about being taught and equipped on how to um, deal with conflict in a healthy way. Exactly. And there are, there is a, a better way than what we're going to talk about. Right. Today. And we have we have a wrong belief <clears throat> on how to keep the peace. Right. Um. Or we don't even know how to keep peace or how, what that even look, looks like. But there's just a lack, overall lack of training and conflict, conflict resolution. I know it was in my house growing up. Um, different generation, I get it. Um, but, but we just didn't learn how to really communicate. I mean, if you talk to my mom, even today, we're not great communicators. Uh, we're not great relation, relational people. Um, so it is something that we have to work at and we have to practice and, and do. Um, but, but there was just an overall lack of training. There was a lack of training from her, from her parents. And it just, I think as we have moved towards 2021, 20, 22, even, you know, in our 2015 and up or whatever, you know, there was just more of an awareness of, hey, we need to do different right. and we need to do better. And I, I don't want to discourage people, but I, I want to, um, I want to share with you just, how important it is to persevere yeah. because when we do things like if we've, if we're repeating what we've seen, mm-hmm. you know, from our childhood and how things have been done, um, we've got these, these patterns of behavior ingrained in us and we really don't know how to do things differently. Right. And it takes a lot of effort. It, it takes a lot of work and you've got to want it. And so I just want That's to encourage you to, to persevere as you step into doing things in a new way to dealing with, conflict resolution in your marriage, in your relationships, um, persevere. Don't give up yes. because you're, you're running a race, uh, as the Apostle Paul talked about in the Bible, where you're going to win. Amen. Uh, you're going to be crowned uh, in glory, and um, you're going to be a witness for all those that see the, the changes and the transformation that's taking place in your life. So, yep. you know, don't be discouraged, but be encouraged yes. and know that you have to persevere to change new habit into new habits and let go, let go of old behaviors. You know, there is a survey out there that says less than 1% of people actually can handle conflict resolution in a healthy way Wow! of the entire population, less than 1%. So what you're saying is... Everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody, pretty is, much everybody struggles with conflict resolution. Yeah, everybody needs that because we, we really haven't learned it. There's mm-hmm. there's an equipping, there's a teaching that's mm-hmm. required, and that's part of what we're 
we're doing um, here this morning mm-hmm. uh, to start and kick that off. That's what we've been doing through this whole Marriage Minute broadcast is Amen. to kind of help equip and teach and give marriages a stronger foundation right. to work from. That's right. Yeah. Yes, our next podcast <clears throat> that's coming out, we're going to talk about bil- biblical marriage and what that actually is. Right. So it was one of the questions that came in, what is biblical marriage? And we felt like it's important to just start mm-hmm. out the gate and define where we stand on that yeah. and what we believe right. on that. Yeah. So there's a scripture that um, that was it's in Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse 9, and this is what it says. It says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. And this is that's from the New King James uh, translation, but I want to read to you from the NLT. <clears throat> it just uh, it, it just brings a different spin on it. But mm-hmm. let me re- let me read that again from the New King James. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Then from the New Living Translation, it says this: God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. Mm. So I I liked that um, translation because it 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 emphasizes the point that I already make, which is you have to work for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be blessed by God if you work mm-hmm. to achieve peace. That's right. right? And, and true peace is what we want to call out. The true peace that Jesus is talking about. Right, because Jesus was the true peacemaker. Amen. Amen. And, you know, we can walk around in life believing that we are peacemakers, but really are uh, exemplifying false peace because we don't engage in conflict the Mm -hmm. right way. We think we need to be silent and not anger anyone or that we need to be doormats so that anyone that has an issue with us can just say or do whatever they want. And that is, that's really false peace. That's false peace. You can feel it inside. You know, you know that it's false peace, even though on the outside you're walking around like, that's fine. I'm at peace with everybody. But inside there's this, this turmoil because you know, it's not true peace. Right. So Jesus, you know, what he exhibited is he, he exhibited true peace. He was a true peacemaker as we're talking about true peacemakers. They love God. They love others. And they love themselves enough to disrupt and to challenge wrong behaviors. Amen. Amen. Um, And a lot of people don't want to be challenged. A lot of people don't want to be challenged. They want to humble themselves to to open that part of their life up and to get better. So there's a couple of examples that I want to share just about Jesus' life. We're not going to read the scripture, but um, I'm just going to tell you a brief story about it. So one was Jesus was coming into the temple, and it was during the Passover time. Okay. And um, during Passover time, you know, the, the, the Jewish people, they would, they would make an offering so of some animal. So there were animals that were in the temple in the outer courts. Um, there were money changers there. And this made Jesus very upset. He was just indignant. Mm-hmm. He, he had this righteous indignation about uh, making God's house, the temple, a marketplace. And he was very upset by that because true worship wasn't really happening there. Plus... If you can imagine that the animals being in that area, just mm-hmm. the, the smell and the mess. Yes. Need, need I say any more? Um, he was just really upset about that. So he went and he flipped the money changer's table. He made a whip out of three cords and he chased mm-hmm. animals out of the area. And he basically said, stop making my father's house a marketplace. That's right. That's right. Because he said, God's house is a house of prayer. Amen. And so... So again, to what you were talking about, honey, about false peace, right? Yeah. So when we look at Jesus, you know, we think, oh, peace, love, what? Yes, he is all of those things, yeah. but he didn't settle for false peace. He dealt with wrong attitudes, right. wrong behaviors, 
And he dealt with it in ways that maybe we haven't understood before. Or in ways we don't want to believe that Jesus, exactly. all love, Jesus, Jesus did, did right? Right. No, I you mean, don't Jesus, know the true Jesus then right. if you don't understand fully his righteous indig- indigna- indignation. You'll get that. I'll get that. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's not rolling off <laughs> towards, the tongue today. Right. It is not. Towards <laughs> things that, you know, were not godly. Right. You know, he challenged the religious leaders of the day. You know, there were so many rules and laws that were made up by the religious leaders. It really wasn't the word of God mm. that they were asking people to follow. They were asking people to follow their rules, mm-hmm. those man-made rules. That's right. And so he challenged them uh, in the public square, in the public forum, about their belief systems and what they created above and beyond what God put in his word mm-hmm. for man to have mm-hmm. and to follow. And so he challenged them. He even challenged his disciples. Mm-hmm. And what they believed uh, and challenged them about their unbelief about things. So he was instituting the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. and the disciples, they just really weren't completely bought into it in the beginning. Right. Right. So he challenged their uh, theology, if you will. He challenged their systems of belief. And so here you have Jesus, again, the true peacemaker, giving Mm -hmm. us some examples of what peace really looks like. Mm -hmm. And so peacemaking is not appeasing. That's right. It's not pacifying. It's not placating. So when we do those kinds of things, we're actually like avoiding certain things. Like it's avoiding the conflict. It's avoiding getting someone angry or someone being upset with you. Because that's that's uncomfortable. It is is uncomfortable. Especially for those that don't have, let's just say, maybe a type A personality that tend to wear things on their sleeve. For those of us who don't do those kinds of things, I'm that kind of person that, that doesn't do it that way. Um, I can do it wrong ways as well, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But, um, for those of us that tend to be more timid in our approach to communication, confrontation, Mm -hmm. and to deal with somebody, um, that may get angry or whatever, you tend to back away a little bit, but that's, that's still false peace. Yes. That's not true peace. And so it's really about addressing the issues in front of us. So avoiding conflict, um, you know, ignoring problems and issues that we see taking place in our marital relationship, mm-hmm. that's really false peace. It we're is. settling at that point because we're not actually addressing the behaviors, exactly. the issues that we're seeing happen in each other's life. And it actually goes back to what we talked about in our first episode, which is we need we need blind spot detectors. Mm-hmm. That's right. Wow. I mean, from that really talks about, you know, submitting yourself to, to your spouse to allow them to be that blind spot detector in your life. And to really uh, talk to you about unhealthy behaviors that you're you're operating in. And that's well, hard to do. Yeah, and we get it. it it's tough. We've been through it. Um, it's not easy talking to or bringing up something to your spouse that um, doesn't, if, if the reaction is a little bit uh, negative, so to speak. And so you just go through life, right? And you, and you just do life and you get through life. And you get to the end and you go to heaven and you're praising Jesus. But I ask you, you, is that really all you want from your marriage? Right. Do you just want to get by? Do you just want to ride the wave and not experience the joy and the happiness and the love that God has for your marriage right here and now? Yeah. So it's it's like, you know, we're, as you said, you know, we, we shouldn't be living a life looking forward to getting to heaven. Right. We should be as as kingdom people, as people of God. 
We actually want to bring heaven down heaven here. Heaven down to earth. So Amen. what is heaven? It's peace, it's righteousness, it's joy. Yes. So if you're not experiencing peace, righteousness, and joy in your life, there's something wrong. You're, right. you're supposed to have that as That's a child right. of God. Amen. But you've got to work through some things yeah. Yeah. in order to get to that place. You should have in your marriage, you should have peace, you should have righteousness, doing right things, being morally right, and you should have joy. Yes, amen. Because God brings joy into your life. He yeah. brings joy into your marital relationship, into all of our relationships for that matter. So it's that's a very... Yeah, it's know, just not settling for less. Necessary thing. It, it is. It's so necessary. And we can't stress it enough that God has... And I would I would challenge everybody out there. God has more even now. If you think your marriage is awesome and great, He has even more for you. You right. you cannot outgive God. You cannot outdo God. Mm-hmm. You cannot get to a plateau in your marriage where okay we're we're good. It's perfect. Everything's great. There's always learning, always growing. There's always humility. There's always uh, surrender. And always. God has even better. He you know as great as I would say our marriage is now. I'm expecting even better right? because I know that God just has an abundant gift for, for spouses, for married people yeah. out there. And, and we are just grabbing we, a hold of it. We just don't want to be satisfied. We, I don't want to be satisfied with the status quo. Exactly. Right? We want it. We want to move ahead. We want to move forward. It's not like we can't enjoy the moment and we shouldn't celebrate where we're at because we should. But, you know, as Donna said, having a learner's mindset, having the mindset of, you know, God even has better and more for me, mm-hmm. which is which is really um, not settling right. for less than right. what he's what he's actually paid for us to have. Exactly. Um, so anyway, yeah, that, those are great. Yeah. points. So on today's uh, broadcast, we thought we would just run through and talk about, you know, Things that don't help resolve conflict. That, like the, uh, dirty fighting. Kind of like, yeah, dirty fighting as, as is it Pete and Jerry Scazzaro? Uh-huh, Scazzaro. Uh, uh-huh. uh, in their Emotionally Healthy Relationships material mention. And, you know, we want to just run through these real quick. And that's all we're going to do on this live broadcast because um, we've got just homework for you guys. You, you really need to take um, inventory. You need to take an account of how... You and your spouse or you and your fiance or whatever, um, how you guys handle conflict. Exactly. Because we didn't want to run through all of this unhealthy stuff and then jump into, okay, now this is what you need to do. Because it's just a lot of information. There's a lot to take in. And I know when when somebody is uh, calling things out in me, I need to get with the Lord. I need to have some quiet time. I need to journal. I need to understand what Holy Spirit is saying to me about this behavior that that has just been called out in me. So um, we get that. And and we don't want to overwhelm anybody. Um, We know we have some young uh, couples that watch us and are gleaning from us. So we want to just take this a little at a time. So fruit can come from it and freedom can come from it. I just want to give a shout out to the people that um, are giving us some comments here. So Abraham Katui, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, Pastor Dan Steep, uh, Moses Masinde from Kenya as well. Pius Pius, thank you for joining joining us this morning. Um, Pastor Shannon, thank you. Good morning, um, everyone. So good morning to all of you. Thank you for watching, and please just continue to comment and share your thoughts with us as we share with you this morning. Yes, and and continue to um, like and share our broadcasts. That helps get our reach out there. 
um, to other platforms and to your friends as well. So just share, share, share Marriage Minute, because we know that um, as you, as we shared earlier, less than 1% um, really grab a hold of this topic. So there's everybody, everybody out there needs some practical information and, and advice. So dirty fighting, Let, let's just talk about some examples of dirty fighting. Yeah. Lecturing. So lecturing, yeah, yeah. Your, lecturing your spouse. Um, what does that mean? That means the conversation basically is one-sided. Yeah. It, it, for example, if it's Don and I, and I'm the one that's speaking to her and I'm lecturing her, I, I'm the one that's basically telling her how it should go, um, what she's doing wrong, how she can fix it. I'm the one that's lecturing her and telling her what's happening. I'm mm-hmm. really not listening to her perspective. I'm only sharing my perspective of the situation, uh, maybe the, the, the conflict or the issue that we're, we're dealing with at the moment, but it's all coming from me. There's, right. there's nothing coming from her. And so at that point, there's no input mm-hmm. into that conversation whatsoever. That's not me allowing her to share and to give me her side of it, right? Yeah, so um, some more, we, we probably need to run through, not explain all of them because right. um, timing-wise, I just noticed the time. Sure. Um, so you can do silent treatment. I know a lot of you out there do that. Um, you might not think that you do, but you do. Yeah. And or shouting, yelling, mm-hmm. um, which also includes anger or rage. Uh, that that For me, that, that kept everybody at bay. Um, it shuts the other person down and I can just go on my way and not have to deal with my attitude and, and my wrong behavior. Because when you're shouting, you're yelling and there's anger and rage that's involved, uh, when you're trying to have a conversation about a, a difficult topic, um, the person is who, who may be timid in the relationship, uh, doesn't want to share because mm-hmm. they don't want the response. Mm-hmm. They don't want the, the negative, negative feedback. So, which leads lends itself also to to the lying part. So, right. you know, there's a lot of lying that can go on um, in conflict in conflict resolution because um, you don't want that conflict. You don't want that that negative interaction. So, right. I'm going to tell you what you want to hear, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a bold faced lie. And so, it's, and it's avoidance. It's avoidance. Yeah. So you you, you lie about the situation so that you you can avoid. Um, the, the, the difficult emotions, the difficult tension that may come from actually addressing the issue and yeah. the problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> making, uh, and using always statements or never statements. For example, like Donna, you never cook dinner for me, mm-hmm. which is not true. Um, right. or you always do this or you always do that. Those are, um, Absolutes. Absolutes. Thank you. <laughs> we got stuck on that uh, we one did. time before. Yeah, we were driving home and I'm but, like, oh, that's the word. But those are absolute statements. And when we make absolute statements, that's just not, that's not a fair fighting mm-hmm. uh, tactic or approach. Yeah. Because saying always and never is never the, is never the case. And it's generally <laughs> a lie. It's generally a lie. Because people don't Always, always do and something never do, and never yeah, yeah, do something. Exactly. So another uh, dirty fighting tactic is sarcasm or making fun of the other person or making them uh, the butt of the joke, if you will, just to get a, a jab in or mm-hmm. your point across. Right. Um, it makes the other person feel foolish. It humiliates them. Um, it, and that's just no way to go about 
talking to your spouse or your partner. So denying, denying is another, um, you know, dirty fighting tactic Mm -hmm. because denying basically says, you know, Donna brings something to my attention about a behavior or, or an issue that I'm, I'm dealing with. And then I just deny that, that what she just said um, is happening in my life. Which just dismisses me. Well, then you have to, I mean, you can go deeper with that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, why don't I trust what my wife is saying to me? Right, right. Um, is it because I just have trust issues or is it I just don't really want to take a look mm-hmm. at what's going on inside of me? And so, that, that can lead to condescending remarks, So, which is another can. tactic, mm-hmm. you know, being condescending towards your spouse. Uh, that, that'll shut me down right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm better than you. What I think matters more than what you think. Um, I'm superior than you, than you, you're wrong. I'm right. Mm -hmm. All of that, that condescending tone, it's tone, it's body language, body language, facial expressions. It's all of those things. Yeah. It it all communicates something when you, when you're in the heat of the battle, so to speak, when you're, when you're dealing with conflict resolution, blaming and attacking. So, you know, the reason why I do what I do is because of something she does. So now I'm the victim. And you're not responsible for your own behavior. And I'm not responsible for my own behavior. So now I blame it on her. It's her problem. It's not mine. So then then we have a problem with problem ownership. Um, (laughs) I'm not willing to accept the problem, right? right? I think she's the problem. And I'm just pushing it over here. But, you know, as we've learned in our marriage, you know, we don't do that to each other. You know, we don't don't lay blame on each other to say, you know, you're the cause of why I'm acting the way that I am. Mm You know, we have to have we have to take personal responsibility right. for our actions and our behavior. It's really it's a really exactly and one thing that I was thing. really good at because I I shuddered with any conflict and even though anger was my go to uh, guard, mm-hmm. you know, my go to emotion. Um, a lot of times, what I did was if there was um, an argument, we we're having an argument, and I just felt so overwhelmed with all the emotion that was going on. Um, I would leave. I would either leave the room. I would physically leave the house. I would drive away. I just did not know how to, I didn't know how to handle conflict at all. It, it, It was just something that I had no words and all I could do was flee. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, maybe she didn't have ill motivation about that, right? She was just struggling with how to process what was going on inside of her, which when you think about from a clean fighting standpoint, We'll talk about that next week, but that's okay. But if you're walking away from somebody when you're trying to have a conversation, it's disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And you're basically saying, I don't value you or what you have to say. Um, That can be the motivation why someone walks away. You have to check within yourself uh, to know if that's the case or not. But as we'll talk about next week and what Donna was describing, (laughs) sometimes it's important for us to walk away, but we need to say that, look, I need to walk away for a moment. I need to kind of gather myself. I need to do some assessment of what's going on inside of me so that I can come back at a later time and have a conversation about what's really going on and what happened. That's right. So that's, that's a fair way to approach it, but just simply walking away so that you're not listening to the person, you're actually devaluing them and you're not respecting them. Mm -hmm. So that's a dirty fighting Mm -hmm. technique. Absolutely. It can be. Absolutely. It can be. So tell us the difference between successful and unsuccessful conflict resolution. All right. So there's three things that I want to mention to you about that. One is it starts with the heart. 
It's you really always go back to that. We're always, always. going to go back to that because it starts with your heart attitude, your motivation, you know, and your motivation. Are you willing to submit to one another as the Bible talks about doing and allow each other? And the Bible also says to iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. So your spouse in, in your relationship uh, can help to sharpen you because basically you need to be sharpened. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be sharpened. And so um, it's, it really starts with the heart and saying, you know, I want better. The second thing is, is that you desire better for your marriage. That's where, you know, unsuccessful conflict resolution versus successful conflict resolutions starts to play out in a positive way, is that you actually desire something better in your marriage. It's really not about winning or getting your way. Right. It's really about a mutual benefit and, and seeing that as we win, not that I win, but we're winning as a couple. The couple is winning together. And then lastly, and what we're, we always, I guess the point that we try to drive home all the time is it's, it's about a legacy. What legacy do you want to leave? You want to break the cycle. So if we've learned things from our childhood and we saw from our parents how conflict resolution happened, or we've seen conflict resolution happen in, in other relationships, people that are close to us, we actually want to break the cycle. Why? Because we want our kids, our children, to see something different Amen. than what we saw growing up. Not that, again, we're, we're never bashing our parents. It's just what they knew and what they did. But we're starting to see things as we get more healthier. We start to see things in a different light and realizing, as Donna's mentioned before on this broadcast, is that we can actually uh, grow and become better people uh, in, in, in our relationships and how we can do that in an emotionally healthy way. Uh, there's, there's more for us than what we've been living There's in. so much more for us. There's so much more for you. And we say again, just don't settle. Don't settle for what you have now. It can always, God has better for you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So we have a little bit of homework that we want you guys out there in viewer land to do uh, before next week. So yeah. We want you to journal or think about what did you see growing up? What did you experience? How did you learn or what did you learn and the behaviors that you learned uh, in conflict resolution when you maybe saw your parents or how did you handle it with your siblings? Did you, um, did you see some of the dirty fighting uh, tactics that we just talked about? Right. Did you see that displayed, you yeah. know, in, 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 in your relationships with your parents? Yeah. And, and how did you yourself handle conflict? As you got older, how in your teens and in, in, in elementary school, middle school, high school, even in adult age, how did you handle conflict? Mm -hmm. um, try to really think about that and, and understand um, what you actually how you actually functioned in that. And then ask your spouse or your your partner, your uh, fiance, uh, ask them what they see and how they see you handling conflict. It might be a little bit or totally different than what you, how you think you handle it. Right. Um, a lot of times we are not in tune with the knee-jerk reactions that we bring about. Um, and so Richard may see something different in me that I'm not seeing um, because I'm just not in tune with it. And, and I need his, um, another set of eyes and his perspective on how I handle conflict right. um, in our marriage and in our life. Yeah. 
period. So, so those are great things. Yeah. So that's um, your homework. That's great homework. So as, as Donna said, we really encourage you to, to take those questions and, and do some personal reflection and yes. journal, write down. Um, as you as you seek out the Lord uh, and and ask Him, you know these questions to help really reveal to you um, answers to these questions. It's going to help you in your conversation with your spouse, and it's certainly going to help when your when your spouse is is giving you some feedback. Don't don't um, don't get uh, offended and dismiss uh, and dismiss what your spouse is trying to say to you. I mean, that would be very easy to do. Again, that's that whole denial piece that mm-hmm. I talked about, right? You don't want to deny behaviors that, but this is an opportunity for light to be shed upon them. And when things come into the light, the opportunity for transformation comes about. Yes. So yes. Um, don't take these, these homework uh, lessons lightly. Yeah. They're very powerful. It's hard work. It's hard effort. Uh, but it's worth it. You're gonna you're gonna pay dividends and Amen. benefits um, in your marital relationship um, a, as you do them. And good morning, Gina. Thank you. She said she shared our marriage minute broadcast. She said great teaching. Thank you so much. We love you. Thank, Thank you, you for Gina. everything you guys are doing out there. Um, you guys are amazing. Yes. So and uh, looking forward to what the future holds for you as well. Thinking big things for you. Amen. So Brenda, if you go ahead and put the slide up. So what's for next week? Oh, next week, like we said, we're going to do a clean fighting. Clean fighting. Yeah. So, so part, that's okay. You can leave the side slide yeah, up. So, so part two, as Donna said, we're going to be talking about clean fighting um, from from today. So then, what what's the proper way to approach it? And then really, really, what we've been doing over the last few weeks is laying the foundation mm-hmm. for what's coming here mm-hmm. next week. Yeah. So you've been watching the Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna. Um, of course, you can watch us live, which most of, some of you are right now, but you can also watch us on demand at RevivalNow.com. You can watch us from the Revival Now app. We have an app that you can download from um, the, the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. You can watch us on Facebook and YouTube at Revival Now Dan Steep. And we're coming to you live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. New York time. And so we also have um, a, an email address. So it is MarriageMinute at RevivalNow.com. So if you have questions about marriage, um, that would help us out in our podcast that you, that you would like some more information about. We would be glad to address that That's right. uh, during our podcast. So we look forward to that. Right. And so go ahead and throw the podcast slide up there, Brenda. We love Brenda. She's amazing. We um, actually released our first podcast last week. Yesterday, Yesterday. Yesterday. (laughs) the days are getting away from me. So please listen to our Marriage Minute podcast on your favorite platform, which either Apple, Breaker, Google podcast, uh, any of those anchor Spotify. It's going to be released every new content every Tuesday. Again, uh, like we said, next week, we're going to talk about biblical marriage and what we feel and we believe about that. So check out our podcast. You can check those out. They're hopefully a little shorter in length. Um, and you could just listen to those while you're getting ready in the morning or driving to work or just hanging out. So, right. yeah. So thank you. So we're, we're going to pray. Yeah, we're going to pray. Thank you for joining us. But let's, let's we're, uh, we're praying for marriages. We've been fasting. You know, it started on January 1st and our fast goes through January 21st. 21st. So 21 days of fasting and prayer. We're praying for marriages. Um, you can join us in, in this fast as well, and you can be um, lifting up your marriage and asking, Lord, what can you do in your marriage to, to make some improvement? Amen. So we're praying for That's you. That's right. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for those that are watching us live now and those that will 
watch us on demand later, Lord. We ask for blessings over each and every person, every marriage out there, Lord. We ask that you would just stir it up in a, in a good way, righteous, good way, Lord, to where your anointing and your uh, Holy Spirit can just flow over their marriages, Father God, and just bring them to a place of surrender and humility where you can work, Lord. I just ask for open hearts, open minds to what we are sharing. I ask, Father God, that you would just bring a sense of peace over those people out there, those marriages and those couples out there that are listening listening to us, and they just find it uh, scary or difficult to, to enter into a conflict with their spouse. And Lord, we just are asking for your favor upon their marriages. We're asking for your peace upon their marriages. And Father, we are asking your blessing upon their marriages. And Lord, we lift this fast up to you, Father. Pastor Richard and I are fasting for marriages, for our own marriages, for our children's marriage marriages, and for your marriage, marriage out there uh, who's watching us. And we uh, we are just expecting great things yes. as we lend ourselves to prayer and fasting. We are expecting supernatural breakthrough yes. in everyone's you, marriage. Yes. We are looking with expectation to the uh, just the reports of freedom, of health, of growth, uh, Lord, in what you are doing in and through Marriage Minute and in and through Pastor Richard and I. And we just ask, Lord, for your sustaining power, for you to be our daily bread during this fast yes. as we surrender ourselves, our agendas, our marriage, our lives to you, and we place it at the foot of the cross. Yes. In Jesus' name Jesus we name. pray. Amen. Amen. I, uh, as Donna was praying, the, the scripture came back to me again, uh, John three thirty, that says, I must decrease, he must increase. And Amen. I think that's what I want to leave you with today is we have to die to ourselves so that we can live rightly Amen. and to have a healthy, uh, happy, joyful marriage. The kingdom of God is righteousness, mm -hmm. peace, and joy. You can have that in your marriage, Amen. but you have to die. Amen. And so by doing so and, and working at that, um, you're going to see success and you're going to see joy in your marriage and happiness. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, well God thank bless you. all God of you. Bless we you. look we forward you. to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com and send us your Marriage Minute questions at MarriageMinute at RevivalNow.com.